Geek Shock. Geek Shock. No, I heard colored man. Yeah. You oh, you definitely he just heard the incorrectly. Green button. He just pressed the green button. <laughs> Let me take my sheet off my head. Hold on. <laughs> it's not that type of podcast, is it? Oh, um, no, dear. By the way, I'm not racist, guys. It's called a joke. He's Canadian. It's a joke. That's Only right. Only a racist would call themselves not a racist. Oh, okay. Okay. Right. Now, you see, you got to look around first before just you like say anything. Only an innocent man would say. Maybe the whistleblower has to die. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. I, I, I don't even want to get started on that. You know what I want to get started? Why not? Because you want to know what I want to get started? You came into this house, Kirsten's house, Kirsten's house. Oh, oh my. And called him Andy. Oh, shit. How yeah. do you feel and about that? That did happen. Kirsten? Well, I... Uh, <laughs> boy... <laughs> A whole bunch of obnoxious <laughs> shit just came to mind. So like, he was all ready to feign outrage, and then yeah. he was just like, yeah. Well, that was very Andy. Well, I'm all ready to cut my own hair, uh, <laughs> take a bath. Uh, I don't know. Chip take, a take a go, bath? What go, do you take a bath? Well, he, he, he take takes a, baths. Oh, instead versus of showers. showers. Versus showers. Oh, okay. You, you uh, I was going to say... There? Have you been over here when he's been in the tub? I've been no, in here one on time purpose. when he's been in the tub. I was going to say... it's like... Yeah. Like it sounds like, like a whale call. Because like, like, he's like <laughs> moving around and shit, so you hear... <laughs> it's the, it's the, the squeak of the tub. Is that what I'm... With his skin. Here's <laughs> his <laughs> naked body... <laughs> the top up there. I don't need the color commentary there. Uh, <laughs> but yes, his naked is, skin. <laughs> but it is quite the sound. Yeah. No, no, Todd. It, it, it was the tub protesting. <laughs> yes, it was the tub. Like, oh, stop it, stop it. No. It <laughs> I was gonna say you you have to go put a plaque out in the middle of nowhere that no one's going to ever see. Then yeah, you will truly that's true. have achieved Andiness. That's true. And then fall off the boat <laughs> or something. Uh, fall, fall off a boat th yeah. where there is no water. <laughs> yeah. Did you see the GIF I put up? The GIF? The, the, the guy doing the um, the auction. Oh, geez, yeah. Mm. It, it was, it, I did not. It, 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 it was, it's, a, it's, a, it's an actual honest-to-God auction, like black tie. They're wearing white gloves. The guy's pounding away, and the, the caption reads, uh, do I hear a million, a million, a million once, a million, twice, a million, sold! And he swings out the hammer and bam, hits the vase and shatters it. <laughs> yeah, and the look is amazing. Did this actually no, happen? I, like an actual... I have no... If, dude, if it's fake, it was very, very well. Oh, those those are some this. fine actors. I, yes. Again, I'm yes. not sold that it's not truly real. Right. But... Yeah, it looks real. They sold it's it. It's like a Ming Dynasty vase or something. It's, like. it's pretty much the. <laughs> yeah, Don't okay, most auctioneers okay. have that little weird gavel that's like it's got like a handle on the top of the actual hammer as opposed to the whole stock with. You know what I'm talking about? I, I the little tap, the little tap. I, I don't think that's gavels. like an official thing. I don't think that's like a union rule. Okay. So because that's the only ones I've ever seen at any actual auctions. They don't have the one from the Klingon Tribunal. <laughs> the metal ball and the claw and shit. Because in the in the movies they have like. I was gonna say in 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 movies they have the gavel like a judge would have, but. 
And they always have that in the actual live auctions I've ever watched. They have that weird gavel, and they just kind of tap it. And I'm like, well, that's very, you know, anticlimactic. Yeah. <laughs> Sold. Well, clack. This oh. was climactic. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like this it. This is very climactic. Welcome, folks, to Geek Shock number 507. I am Master Torgo. 80s Jeff. Commander K. Maple Leaf Matt. Yeah, we are to talk week and geek and destruction of priceless artifacts. Mm. I wonder. They probably have insurance. It belongs in a museum. Insurance. <laughs> <laughs> sure, no, yeah. no, no. The auction house. Uh, cover. Com, com, cover. Andy. Andy auctioneer. <laughs> he is kind of Andy esque. Mm hmm. <laughs> oh, poor Andy. What, what, what's that? Could could you ma- imagine poor Andy as as an auctioneer? Oh, I think he'd be fine yeah, as an auctioneer. He, he, he just talk normally. Like I'm not even trying to sell anything. They're like people just raising paddles and shit. Like what? yeah, we haven't started yet. Five hundred. No, no. We, we, we well, I, I was well, just going to say. I don't think I don't think anybody would bid because they don't know what number he's saying because he would be mumbling it so badly that they were like. Uh, how much? But you kind of hear numbers. You know, you can, it's a Rorschach of words. So you're going to hear what you're going <laughs> to... No, but Andy's just a, a solid mumble. I mean, you have to like get him to say it a couple of times before you can translate. You just got to get him real hopped up in coffee and he's good to go. Okay. There you go. There you go. Get him all excited. Tell him we're winging it. <laughs> we're winging it, Andy. <laughs> this is what happens when you miss podcasts, Andy. That's true. Then the adventure satchel comes out, and the adventure hat, and the whip, and he's ready to go, right? <laughs> da, 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 yeah, pretty da, much. Da, da, da. Uh, minus you, you the jacket. The, you mean the uh, the steampunk hat and the red shirt? Oh, yes. yes. <laughs> oh, the God. red button-up shirt? <laughs> I don't know the, what, what Matt just described. I now imagine uh, Andy slinging the whip over the log and swinging over the the pit. Swinging over the pit. Andy and would just, have just an- sort of... Sh- and just, just sort of yeah, but he back like, oh, <laughs> almost got it. Oh, oh I'm coming back his, at you. Kicking oh. his legs, trying to reach the end. I mean, we've seen Andy in the steampunk hat and the red shirt. So yeah. that's, that's his adventure hat shirt. I don't think he carries a whip. I think he carries like some kind of a, like a hemp rope of some kind that, uh, I like that's that. not a quite rope. I like that. It's not yeah. quite solid so when it gets thrown over the things you don't know if it's going to quite hold up as he's swinging across the chasm it's and him. it takes him two or three tries as the as the braids are coming undone at the oh. top well i don't know the braids coming undone how about just i mean how does he fix the rope like a little grappling thing or does it wrap uh, around itself you could just see it unwrapping itself or the or the little grappling hook just sort of Around the because yeah. it takes him two log. or three times to swing by. Oh, or, almost or got yet. it! Almost or, got it! It's like slowly slipping at the top. <laughs> now, of course, Andy will be like, "Fuck you guys!" and he'll prove us wrong, and he'll successfully go across, right? And then the giant fucking ball comes rolling down. So he's trying to dislodge the rope from the log, and it won't come undone. And so he's like yanking on the rope. The ball's coming, and he's got to choose between rope or ball. <laughs> And he's Andy, so he's still trying the rope, even as it comes down on him, because he's just like yanking away. Oh, Andy always yanking at his rope. Ah. Yep, yep. The ball comes, you think it rolls over him, and then it goes by, and he's like, gets up, dusts himself off, like, what just happened? Uh, Or or like a cartoon, the the ball will roll and hit the hole, and flat Andy on the face of the ball will just pop off and land in the jungle, and he'll be like, ah. And just peel himself back. Peel up himself and up and actually blow into his thumb, and then I, pop right back out. Of it. 
I think what would <laughs> happen like, what is it like? would it would miss Roger Andy. Rabbit? It would appear that it hits him. It would barely miss him. It would hit Matt. Andy would get up and go, what just happened? And poor Matt would be behind the boulder going, God damn yeah. it, Andy. <laughs> well, that's the other thing. Andy can totally dodge the ball. Mm-hmm. And then the ball hits the opening and seals him inside the ancient temple forever <laughs> good thing that didn't squash me yeah oh i got my rope <laughs> cue to two months later he's eating the last of the rope oh, oh so hungry the adventures of nevada taylor <laughs> play the indiana jones theme in minor key so tell me what Gigi thinks you do this week. Well, I went I, to your favorite place. Oh, my favorite place. Yes, you War Room went. Games. Yes, War Room <laughs> Games. Um, while I was picking up your uh, birthday present. Wait. Ah, this week? No, no, last week. Oh, okay. And you probably forgot it. Nice try. <laughs> look at him, look at him, Kyle. <laughs> what? <laughs> No, last week. I got you. I, I could show you the, uh, the the date on my receipt, but I picked up the Halfling Blood Bowl team. Oh. And I need some ideas there, Shock Monkeys, that I won't see. I'll have to rely on you guys to tell me. Oh, yeah, we'll tell for you. A team, for, <laughs> Whoa. for a team name. <laughs> I'm thinking, like, share the load. No. Or some, some sort of Lord of the Rings type. <laughs> the little shits. Yeah, the share the load. Share the load. That's uh, That sounds like a halfling porn to me. <laughs> share the load. I, that's what I was thinking. I love it. Lord of the Rings. You could take it that oh, way. Share or... the load with you, Mr. Frodo. <laughs> okay, so you want... Meat's wanna... back on the menu, boys. No? I don't <laughs> so know, you want to throw out the Blood Bowl... Your halfling blood bowl team. That's you correct. You want the shock monkeys to name it. That's correct. Okay. There you go. So there it is, monkeys. Well, I'll tell you what. We'll make this a twofer because I bought my undead team. It's a group of skeletons, ghouls, and mummies. Uh, and a few zombies for good measure. Uh, so, okay, monkeys, uh, name my team as well. So, Ooh. yeah, so there you go. Matt's halfling team, my undead team. The names are in your hands. And come up with something clever, not like... Matt doesn't like blowjobs. <laughs> well, because I know that, someone's going to say you, that. You, you, so dude, you just put that out there. Yep. You know. <laughs> now you're oh, going to get nothing on. but. Now you're going to get nothing but. <laughs> oh that. come on! Oh come <laughs> on! Yes. <laughs> oh come on! You really don't know how this internet thing works, do you? <laughs> Kit. Kit. There you go. Get the fuck away from me, the Kit. Kit Cats. Everybody put in your vote for the Kit Kat. Look cats. at this little shit looking at me. Yeah. He's like, oh, you're definitely you, allergic to me. You pushed him off the table the, well, his with table, the box. His table, right? Oh, Even though okay. this was here before him, right? But... <laughs> Matt, everything in this house is now his. Yeah. You, you realize that, yeah. right? Yeah. Matt pushed Kit off the table, folks, with the box of mini wafers, just so you know. <laughs> and now I'm getting the death stare. Yeah. Now Kit's like... But anyways, yeah. Out. So, undead team, halfling team... This is going to the Shock Monkeys. We'll, uh, we'll focus this one on the Shock Monkeys layer on Facebook. Yes. All right. So, so that's where you're going to put those name suggestions. And if I don't like it, it's share the load. If you guys come up with <laughs> stupid enough. shit, share the load. That's what it is. <laughs> share about, the load. Uh, load bearing. It's a song, right? I guess. <laughs> you don't know? <laughs> I just know <laughs> Sam Wayne Genji. Share the load, Mr. Frodo. 
The Shit. Ring Bearers. Yes. The Fellowship. Yes. The Hobbiton Hunks. How about Third Breakfast? I was oh. thinking something like Third that. Third Breakfast. Like that's Second excellent. Breakfast, Third Breakfast, something. <laughs> but anyways, that's what I did. I went to Worm Games. Asked about the league. They're actually putting together a bubble league. Okay. So I gotta oh, my. Fun. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, keep an eye on that. It means so, we got we to gotta move on making and painting them teams. Yeah. Which, by the way, Kay, I know you're a football fan, and so are you, Jeff. Well, it's tabletop. Never yeah. mind. Mm. Um, <laughs> I do have a human team and an orc team. Ah, yes. Ooh, an orc team. I plan to play Halfling. Mm-hmm. I wasn't going to play orc, but half. I just love the way they look. Yeah, the, they're the great. models, yeah. The design's fantastic. Yeah. You have to paint them, though, or you can commission this guy. I can commission. I already, actually, I have to talk to Todd. Because, you know, I've got some of those uh, game science dice where they, they, they didn't fill in the numbers. Oh. And I was like, I wanted to ask you if your hand is steady enough. It is. Could you uh, so make, com- make some good-looking numbers on, com- a, com- on those dice? N- no, no, just no. The, yes. the, the dice, Even if you n- can't. the numbers are cut. Oh, you just have They're to just, fill it in. It needs with to be filled in. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And, and I, I, could cover with I, got a, I got a really cool set of glow in the dark yeah. and very quickly figured out that just grabbing a Sharpie is not going to do it. And boy, did it not do it. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, could, uh, I could just paint in those numbers and then just put a little gloss varnish over that's just that part so it doesn't affect the glow in the dark part. Uh-huh. And that'll protect the paint in the numbers. Would, and, it, would and, it affect the balance of the die, though? Uh, d- I'm going to heavily weight a lot of the gloss varnish on the... On the one so that it rolls 20s? No, just the opposite. What are oh. you thinking, Jeff? That's not how I work. Don't oh. ruin it. Because, dude, I was thinking if, if, if this works out, I'll give you my, my dice dice. Dice dice? Baby. The, the set from, you know, the, the, the red box. Oh, Oh, yeah. Dice, Those old dice school dice. dice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my... Uh, oh, yeah. We'll talk. Yeah. I, uh, my, my, those. my painting skills are up for barter. There you go. Certainly. And then you can pull... You, you have like a kit you can give them. Uh, what else we got? <laughs> Here you go. You know kit. what? That'd be, you know, it'd be really fucking funny. I give you kit. Just as we switch the podcast back to your place. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. I didn't think of that. <laughs> <laughs> look at him look at him he's just know, sitting there my wife would be so annoyed she doesn't have cat love like i do <laughs> she loves dogs but no love for cats uh well that's okay kit thinks it you know i dog. like your wife more and more every because <laughs> oh, i hate cats too man so Except- does jeff what you hate cats I don't hate cats. You hate all animals, right? Oh yeah, no, I, yeah, I get it right. I like yeah. dogs. I don't. I'm just. I've never grown a fondness for cats. I don't hate them. I just. Uh, I really have no feeling one way or another about them, other than animals in general are far too expensive for most people to afford. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. Take that cynical what, what, hit. What wow. a what right. a what, right. an, what an empty like. look on Matt's face. <laughs> I have no idea how's he receiving that information. <laughs> I'm just trying to think of myself. They bring you joy. Oh, never mind, Jeff. Yeah, no. <laughs> no, no. They bring people joy. They don't bring Jeff, <laughs> they don't bring Jeff, Jeff joy. joy. I am not normal people. There you go. When you come home from a long day of slinging entrees and that dog. <laughs> you know, from your hobby. <laughs> that dog just greets you at the door? Come on. And that bitch is dancing around just so happy to see you. 
Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. So, so you bought a halfling tea. <laughs> That's correct. <laughs> and I bought uh, the um, team cards for the orc plus the halfling. Oh, wow. And then I got halfway home and I'm like, I don't need the orc one. It came in the starter box. <laughs> so oh, I go yeah, back there. Uh-huh. And Worm Games is like, yeah, we can't refund anything. Uh, we just give you store credit. And I'm like, Do you still have right. it? I would need the card, right? For the orc team. It comes in the starter set. I, I, I remember uh, at the auction I bought a... Yeah. Starting mm-hmm. uh, game, yeah, it comes with the orc plus the human. Oh, okay. They're in there. Okay, good. Because you know, I I didn't realize it came with the whole deck. I don't know if it comes with the whole deck. <laughs> I was just assuming, <laughs> and I'm pretty sure. Oh <laughs> man, there you go. <laughs> that there doesn't go. have all the extra superstar players and extra. Rules I was going to ask. I mean, did the orcs are they like a run heavy team, just straight uh, up the they're, gut? They're and... they're more of they can do almost anything because they have the they have the blockers the, mm-hmm. the black or. Black orcs, right? They're, they're not bad. Yeah. As far as team, I mean, you'd expect them to be just you know real punchy, which they are. Yeah, yeah. they can be. Uh, but they're, but you can run a ball with them. Yeah, they also have like Gretchens, which is the the sub orcs. You know, the Gretchens, basically little goblins. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They can run and receive and all oh, that, and then wow. you got the black orcs up front, just right. the O line. There you go. They're not as fast as say elves or humans. Uh oh. But if they get you, yeah. They're, they're going to hurt you. And I assume halflings will be probably one of the quickest uh, or the, the harder quick, to hit. Quick and uh, hardest to win with because they are halflings. What the fuck, <laughs> man? I always pick these <laughs> shitty fucking armies because I like the way the models look. Yeah. Well, they do that, dude. They're like, okay, uh, Fra- Francois, he's the guy who you know does the sculpts. Be like, Francois, these guys have got to look great <laughs> because their rules are broken. And they suck. <laughs> Fucking don't worry. I got it. In <laughs> I will make the cutest little halflings you will ever see. <laughs> All of the Canucks will buy them and play them. <laughs> it's y- <laughs> <laughs> it's not a French team. No, you're it's right. It is right. French Canadian. <laughs> there you but go. They don't sound like that. <laughs> French Canadians don't sound like French, like actual French people. <laughs> Does this sound like assholes? <laughs> I know. You take the Parisian mm-hmm. and you up the asshole, yeah. which is really hard for oh, Parisians. Yeah. But somehow so the Quebecers managed to do it. I'm sorry, <laughs> Quebecois? No, you had it right, Quebecers. Quebecers? Quebecers. So you take the Parisian up the asshole. There you go. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> you don't take the Parisian oh, oh, up okay. the asshole. Oh, okay. Good Lord, Todd. He means what part mag- of France did you go? He means magnify the, the asshole. The fun part? Magnify the <laughs> asshole. <laughs> it's right next to the Riviera, the the Persian up the ass area. Yeah. <laughs> See, people stop at the Riviera; they don't go to that of, yeah. unless you're tied. You know. Well, yeah, yeah. Yeah. What else did you do this week, gentlemen? Uh, yeah, you were starting to say something. I was, so I but somebody had a, had to talk about his affling, his affling theme in Blood Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, as a side note, in the CW's game, I mentioned one of the players is uh, is an acrobat in Ka. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's really funny because he does this thing where when the DM is leaning past him to draw stuff on the map and stuff, he'll pick up pens or dice and he just slips them into his pockets. And he's really good at it. And like the DM will 
walk away and then 10 minutes later he'll be like god damn it and he like pulls out three or four die dice throws them down he'll throw down a pin or two and uh at finally at one point i was just like god damn he's so good at that just just like quietly and and they were like oh well that's because you know when he was a kid he was a thief and i'm like huh oh and, and apparently he he uh, he's he's french algerian so in Algeria, uh, Algerian side, and, and <laughs> <laughs> oh god, <laughs> that's right. We're stopping the podcast. We're starting. Oh over. god, <laughs> we're doomed. We are fucking doomed. We lost our one listener from out. Okay. <laughs> in Algeria and in and in France, in his youth, he was a pickpocket. Oh wow, yeah. And I was like, and now he's an acrobat in the circus. <laughs> That is a very, very cliched life. Wow, yeah, yeah. it is. <laughs> it was astounding to learn. So, so yeah, get, get Matt, kid, get him. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, okay, so that happened. Um, <laughs> I'm reading book two of the Stormlight Archives that you gave up on, Todd. So the Sprin are much more explained. A oh, lot okay. of explanation, so... It's a book I'll probably return to sometime in the future. Yeah. Books with me over time, the course of the stories all melt away. Sometimes I've yeah. forgotten that I've read entire books. I've picked, I've picked up a book called The Tower by Simon Clark, a horror novel that I've realized as I was a third of the way through it, oh, I read this three years ago. Oh, my God. I've had a few of those. Got a question about books for you. Doctor Sleep, what's it based off? Doctor Sleep is the sequel, to, is Stephen King's yeah, sequel to, the, to Shining. the Shining. No book? Okay. It's actually it, called Doctor Sleep, the book? Yeah. Okay. I didn't know that. Just that, just reminded me of that book. Yeah. <clears throat> they made him, they made him change it to that. He was going, he wanted shinier, but they were like, no, we'll go with Doctor Sleep. And he's like, I'm Stephen motherfucking King. And they were like, you'll like it. Or not, <laughs> and he liked it. <laughs> Speaking of books, the book has been chosen for us. Wait, wait, you didn't want to do? Okay, well, well, that well, was a tangent. Yeah, I'm going to use. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, okay. I was going to use this as a nice transition. <laughs> but we forgot about eighties. What he do until until derail Andy Matt? We're, we're not out of what geeky things you do this week. Okay. I just want to get this in where the transition fit nicely, where I wouldn't waste much time getting into it, <laughs> having to Excellent. explain the transition. <laughs> that was like. 20 seconds. Perfect. Yeah. He didn't want to Andy up the moment is what he's trying to say. I got that covered. <laughs> I guess you do. <laughs> it's, it's like a greased floor covered in tacks. All right. <laughs> greased Ow. floor tacks. <laughs> so the book club for October is Horns by Joe Hill. Uh, I'm very happy to revisit this book. I read it when it first came out and loved it. So I'm looking forward to reading it again. So we'll start discussions on the 8th, as usual, on the Geek Shock Book Club Facebook page. Uh, speaking of uh, books, uh, I'm going to put my thoughts on uh, Collapsing Empire by John Scalzi. I did finish it. Okay. Uh, I'm going to put it on the book club. I wanted to wait until the poll was done for the October book. I didn't want to interrupt that flow. Uh, I, well, let's put it this way. I've started reading the second book. Whoa! Uh, the consuming fire. It's I Goodness. really really liked collapsing empire. Goodness. So uh, again, I'll th I'll throw my actual thoughts on the the page itself. But yeah, I'm I want 
it's been a long time since I read a book. And I'm like, I have to now start reading the next book. That's pretty good. You're 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 not quite there, but your your Scalzi fandom is is getting up to your Mike Cole fandom. Uh, and maybe maybe so. I mean, I, I'm not saying it's you know. If you've ever seen his Kindle Q, you'd know that he's got a lot of Scalzi in there. I, I you know I have some Scalzi on there. I I wouldn't say I have a lot. You got at least six or eight in there. I have at least six or eight in there, which that's, is that's more than most other artists <laughs> that you have in but there. But that includes the books that I have read. Okay. Aha. Uh-huh. See, so there you go. Which I think this is maybe my fourth by mm-hmm. him. So I haven't read a lot of Scalzi, but but I've enjoyed Old what Man's I've read. War and Old Man's War, Ghost Brigades. Is it? Or I want to want to read Old Old Man's War. That was an excellent book. Yeah, I want to read yeah, that one. Yeah, it's very good. And and I have I think the next two books after that. Ghost in, in Brigades yeah. and Zoe's Tale, and then the Dispatch, which was a short novel, which I absolutely love. Can't mm-hmm. recommend that one enough. Uh, Red Shirts, of course, which you gave me, which was my first Scalzi book. Katie, yeah, so I appreciate that, that. one. Was right. that one? I fe- that if you're a Star Trek. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> Did that scare you? No, no, no. He oh. he uh, he was just um, by my under this, my chair, and I, I scratched about, him. Not Jeff. Yeah, and he bolted and clunked his head. On one of the cross oh. struts on the legs, and she, and I like felt it through the chair. <laughs> Tell me again the joys of pet ownership. There, <laughs> uh, <laughs> dogs aren't like that. Okay, <laughs> what? What's not fun oh, about I it? Oh, I think they are, Trebek. It's, it's heading to your chair. That's all right. Fun. All right. D- depends on the dog. Uh, fine, guys. Fine. I'll go get a dog. But um, <laughs> Jesus, is your brain okay? You really clunked it there, buddy. Okay. Um, <laughs> anyway, where the fuck was I? Oh, Red Shirts. If you're a Trek fan, yeah. I yeah. think that Red Shirts is an excellent gateway book into Scalzi. I think it's a must read if you're a Trek fan, because especially if you have a good sense of humor about the series and its history and kind of the way the original series stories were structured, definitely go read this book. I mean, it's it's... It's right out of it. It's not explicitly Star Trek, but it's Star Trek. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So. And it's a standalone book, so you don't have to worry about reading it another one. That's true. Yeah. And his his uh, old man war novels are not direct continuations, so they, they, I mean they 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 do have connections, but you don't you're not trapped into continuing the series. Yeah. So. Yeah, because yeah, I, I don't want like PTSD of like Horus Heresy. It's like. <laughs> Yeah. You have been hurt. <laughs> yeah, that dude, is ridiculous, dude. Horace, I, that's, there's, there's no. But I, I, I want to finish it, but it's like sure. I don't, I don't want to sit down and devote dude, that much time to. Look at the bright side. You, huh. you haven't read. Have you read Game of Thrones? Have no. You read? Okay. I'm not that or um, the King's Killer Chronicles. Those are those are two series that the authors right? okay. are taking their yeah. sweet fucking ass time. <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember growing up. And it was like the the ultimate long series was, uh, I think it was called Mission Earth, and it was by oh, L. Ron yeah. Hubbard. Yeah, it's like yeah. ten books in that series. Yeah, and yeah. I'm like, wow, that's a that's a series. Mm-hmm. But no, here comes Jordan, yeah. his Wheel of Time bullshit. Oh, yeah, uh, which and he and he kicked know, kind it. of enjoyed a little bit. He kicked, yeah, it. He kicked it before it was done. Yeah, but now there's a Horus Heresy which mm-hmm. will finally come to an end I think at book 58 it's coming like up yeah it's finally coming up wow even though I already know the ending how it happens but you know the ending at the start of the story yeah I know <laughs> um, did you did you read Eye of the World completely or no it's it's a book that I had to put aside because I had to get to a 
another book for this club. All right. And have not returned to it. No, you didn't do the Todd, just one on the left, one on the right, and just alternate pages <laughs> while you're reading. <laughs> I, I don't have as much time to read these days, so I'm certainly not reading it at my yeah. old pace. It's, I mean, it, it, it's, it's, it's commercial fantasy, but it's, <clears throat> it's involved, and it, it doesn't go as far as I would like, you know, fantasy to go. Because I'm, I'm to the point where I just, just go fucking crazy. Please, one reason why I'm kind of liking, uh, uh, Stormlight is because it's, it's going a little beyond conventional, fantasy. So, that's a. Uh, that's cool, and and uh, uh, Wheel of Time does that kind of does that. Okay, gets gets pretty wacky. I do plan so, on having at least the first book read before the Amazon series begins. Right. So I do <clears throat> I do want to have yeah it read before I watch this. And series. you want to have the first book read before uh, John Bean Hastings <laughs> sends you the second book. No, he did. Oh, yeah, he did. Yeah, I, oh. he sent me the second book. Oh, oh. Oh, John Thomas Bailey Hastings. <laughs> okay. Yep. So, and it's fun because the last few books in the series are written by Brandon Sanderson, who wrote Stormlight. Right. So maybe uh, when we get to the end of the series, I'll get a oh, feel for Branderson's Branderson. 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 I like that. That's a good. That's a good uh, pseudonym. I like that. When I get to Branderson's writing at the end of it, I'll have a feel <laughs> for his style, and then I can go right into right into Stormlight. And who knows? By the time you finish the Wheel of Time series, he might be done with Stormlight, <laughs> <laughs> or I might be dead. You know, yeah. one of the two. Yeah. One of the two. Any number of things could happen. Yep. So, what other geeky things you do this week, guys? Um. You know, I had something earlier, and it take it totally, away. Ladies. It totally with all the the back and forth. I, <clears> I totally it has left the my back brain. and forth, Matt. Right. In other words, you back and forth. Yeah. I, I'm just yeah. so used yeah, to Matt not having myself. anything. Yeah, to, back and forth, Matt. Share the load. I'm, I'm just so used to Matt not contributing anything. <laughs> yeah. That, that like once you said, uh, I'm like, oh, okay, cool. I'll be up next, and then Matt, Matt just started running Matt his fucking mouth. Completely derailed the podcast yeah. by having something geeky oh, he did this week. Okay. There you go. There you go. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'll probably pull an Andy and remember it like at the end of the podcast. Go. Oh, I remember what geeky thing I did this week. Oh, it's okay. <laughs> I do that. It's fun. You know, Todd always gets that look on his face like, oh, well, okay, we're stopping. Uh, well, um, first of all, I want to correct something I said last week. I uh-oh. That miniatures game involving matchbox cars oh. uh-huh, and the the oh. fighting race of the future, Mad oh. Max style. Okay. Uh, I called it Gasworks. It's actually uh. called Gaslands. So if you're looking for it, it's called Gaslands. Oh. Okay. Not Gasworks. Okay. Whole different <clears throat> video game. <clears throat> Gasworks right. is me now, after Chipotle. Indeed. <laughs> Jeff was a little late tonight. Or stir crazy. No, stir crazy hasn't hit yet. Oh, <laughs> is that what happened? No, no, I had Chipotle for lunch, so yeah, that was unpleasant. Yeah, that okay. hit you. All right, that, that hit me. Oh, I was gonna Chipotle and, and then stir crazy. Yeah, Jesus, stir, no wonder he's your, crazy. You know, no what's funny your like, stomach stir, hates Stir crazy you. never bothers me. It's, it's it's on top of Chipotle. No, it's maybe. gonna fucking bother you. Maybe. My we'll goodness. See. We'll see. 
Damn. You can give birth to the flying spaghetti monster before you know it. <laughs> no, actually, Matt is Touched the one by who had all the appendage. Yeah. Matt, Matt comes back with his first plate, and it's just a pain mountain of stir-crazy. <laughs> and he's like, you are, what happened? You I not, remember it shrinking. Yeah. It used to shrink when they made it. You are not <laughs> kidding. He came over with a plate that was looked like it was about three times higher than it the looked plate. Like, it looked like Professor Biggs with a salad. Is that tall? Yeah, the all-you-can-eat salad bar. And I'm like, you know you can go back, right, Biggs? <laughs> oh, man. There was just too much to choose from. But, but I'm not. <laughs> yeah. What did I have? I did have Oh, I rewatched um, Witness, the uh, short from Love, Death, and Robots. Oh, okay. Because they won Emmys. Ah, uh, yes. They uh, won a couple of Emmys, actually. It was kind of funny. And then they showed, I got on a tr- Twitter trail, and they showed a making of vid. It was like one minute long, so it was like really quick. It was not digital rotoscoping, as, as we called it. All of that was animated. All oh, of that. oh, really? That whole thing was animated. Maybe the, maybe the human characters might have been mo-capped. They didn't show any of that. But the whole, the, all the settings, everything... Was uh, was 3D and then two dimensional uh, layered over that, done in Blender. They said most of it was, and uh, that was pretty amazing to see. It was just amazing. And that wasn't even my favorite episode either. Yeah, well, technically uh. it bedazzled. Uh, I was just amazed by it. I thought it was incredible. Um, it's the one where she's running away. She thinks she saw a murder, right? Right. Okay, <clears> yeah, that's yeah. The one. yeah. And it's just it's got a heavy. <laughs> That heavy photorealistic 3D with a huge coat of cartoony over it that was just just uh, mind-boggling to look at. My favorite yeah. episode from that series, too, actually, was the three robots. They're chronicling like the the fall of man and how yeah. cats took over. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Speaking of Kit, yeah, and uh, maybe it's my Mech Warrior coming out, but the uh, farm. The with farm the, with the combines, but they're like mech walkers. Yeah. Mech walkers. I don't know about the farm, but uh, three robots. Todd was written by Kelsey. Yep, he wrote I think three of them. Did he? I think so. I just, the I the werewolf one was was the werewolves oh, I in Afghanistan. About that one. I forgot that's about a that one. I believe that's another story. Of his. All right, I forgot about. And that he one. said he did three, so there's another one. I wouldn't put the farm past him. Okay, but uh, yeah, there were actually two things I just thought of. Uh, so one. that's my story. <laughs> oh, you're not done? Go ahead. No, no, I, <laughs> I was waiting for the pause. If you're not done, go ahead. Oh, headphones. No, are I'm off. gonna get some. Uh, I'm gonna get something to drink. Okay. Caught Spider-Man three this weekend. Hadn't oh. seen it since I saw it in the theater. Oh wow! Still shitty, huh? Not as bad as I I remembered it being. Uh, apparently, I just I I watched it through. The colored lens of everybody going, oh my God, this happens in the movie. And don't get me wrong, that like 15 minute sequence where Harry gets MJ to break up with Peter and then he goes to the emo stage. That that whole segment is is pretty rough because you got the, the dancing and walking everything the street else. And like but then everything else. Finger I mean, guns. You know, like. And and I've I, I have realized something that every Stan Lee cameo from now on when I see him is going to bring a smile to my face and a tear to my eye because 
he, I, I'd forgotten where his cameo was in that. And literally it was Peter looking in a window at an, a newspaper article. And then it cuts back to the reverse shot of him. And Stanley is right there. And he goes, I guess one person can make a difference. Enough said. And then just walks out of frame. And I was just like, God damn it, Stan. <laughs> that was beautiful. I'd forgotten about that cameo. Uh, but yeah, overall, the rest of the movie, I, I think the only other one was that I didn't like the the Eddie Brock as Venom representation. I didn't mind the Eddie Brock representation up to the point where he gets infected with the, sure. the symbiote. It, it, it seems like an afterthought. It Yeah, it well, really does. It was, like, it was like they were building up to it, but they just decided, oh, let's see how much we can squeeze in in this two and a half well, hours. Th- that's what it sounds like is, I mean, it's obvious that, yeah. that they, they forced Venom into it. Because it was supposed to be a Sandman yeah. joint. Yes. And then Venom's there because they Studio wanted... Studio said... Yeah. What yeah. Venom He's Raimi, popular with the kids? Raimi was apt to introduce it towards the end of the film and then have that be the villain for four. Mm. But you can kind of tell, like, there's, you know, act one, two, and three of the movie that each one of those is kind of compressed so they can squeeze more stuff in than I think Raimi had initially intended. But uh, but overall, still, it was still an enjoyable film. I was kind of surprised because I was sitting there just going, I have to see if this is bad as I remember, and turns out it wasn't. Uh, the other one was, uh, I know I've mentioned on the podcast before, um, the Spielberg documentary from 2017. If anybody has not seen that, you have to watch that documentary. It's incredible. It, it, it is incredible. Um, and it just, it's a reminder of how... Spielberg is a master of scene composition. He just truly is. And then getting performances out of actors that you just don't think are going to be possible. Um, And the combination of him and John Williams, you know, his scene composition, John Williams music, how it really draws the emotions out of the audience as intended, as opposed to sometimes you get, you have your intention is one thing and the result is another, but, uh, you know, he's. It's hard to say that he's just a mainstream auteur because he's not. You know, yes, all of his films have pretty much gone mainstream, and the majority of them have made money. Um, some of them not as much. I mean, I remember he was talking about, you know, how much of a bomb 1941 was, <laughs> and how personally he took that. Mm. I still think that movie is underrated. I've watched it more than a few times, and I still find it hilarious because it's just completely absurd, everything that happens in that film, what, and it's funny. What else has Spielberg done that's completely absurd? Um, Could it be that, that that is just not what the audience wants from Spielberg? I think that might have been. I think that was him trying to say, I want to see if I can do comedy, mm-hmm. and... The audience expecting another Jaws or, right. um, you know, Close Encounters Close because encounters. that was literally right after those two hit so yeah. big that he did 19. And it's wow. really, I'm sorry. No, go it, ahead. Please. It's really funny because like the in Close Encounters and then later on Raiders and 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 ET, he has a very flair for what you might call incidental comedy. Yes. Right. Little little tiny mm-hmm. flourishes that 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 are actually so human. Yeah, they're so true to life. That yeah. you know. So when you do 1941, even at that early stage, the audience is like, Arr? Right. 
and 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 that interesting point you brought up Indiana Jones because Indiana Jones was the thing that brought him back into yeah because uh, none of the studios wanted to touch him. In fact, uh, when Lucas was shopping around uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark, there were a few studios that would just wouldn't even hear it when they heard that Spielberg was attached. And then some of Which them would be like... Which is just fucking insane. Yeah, you think about that One today. One fucking movie? Yeah. yeah. Really? One fucking... Yeah, you think about it today. He's, he, I mean, I there mean, are plenty of people bouncing he back. Rolled, from, yeah, he rolled off out of two... Fucking Mick G somehow still gets... <laughs> right. <laughs> but you, yeah, think and about that. Just one movie, and it's yeah, it's think about that though. Steven Spielberg, Spielberg, the McG of the eighties. <laughs> Steven Steven Spielberg has two incredibly popular box office films. Does one b- film that doesn't do very well, oh, and suddenly wants... nobody wants to him. But but it's weird how he does these two successful films, but then suddenly he has a reputation of being always over schedule and over budget, which is not. Wrong, because he was past schedule and over budget on Jaws, Jaws, <laughs> Jaws, yeah. and Close Encounters. Yeah. So it's not that the reputation wasn't deserved, but they don't talk about it until 1941 doesn't do well, and then suddenly it's like nobody wants to touch him because he can't stay on time and on budget, which he credits Raiders of doing, is that he helped him learn how to do things in camera, how to do things to make the p- filming process more streamlined. Do you think there so, was uh, any uh, any influence from Lucas there? Oh, I'm sure. Because Lucas a, is definitely more of a, a visionary, but he's also very business-minded. Right. And he's more about staying on budget and yeah. on time, unless it's his own projects then, you know. <laughs> it's like, well, it's my money, so I can do what I want. But uh, So, yeah, I, th- I think that was... And to his credit, Lucas stood by him and said, the only way we're making this film is... If it's me and it's him, it had to be. It had to be. I can't imagine. I can't. I can't. Uh, God bless him, but I can't imagine Lucas directing that, and I can't imagine anybody. I can't imagine anybody else coming into that and doing uh, Raiders of the Lost. I Ark. still can't imagine Tom Selleck as Indiana Jones, even though he was originally the one they wanted before Harrison Ford became, Ford became Marion. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah. It's like I said. It's a fantastic documentary. <laughs> I want to uh, see that now. Yeah, as... it's 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 literally just called Spielberg. Um, it's from 2017. And it's on HBO, right? Uh, yeah, I believe yeah, it's on God HBO. Um, Sail the seas. You'll find it. Oh, at oh. a little port called LHBO. <laughs> <laughs> Senior Spielbergo. <laughs> Senior Spielbergo. Dude, I don't I don't have the... the stones you have to just go out to Tortuga and grab some well, don't you have the slovenly disease ridden whore of a film right off the street and run it through my hard drive. Don't you have the HBO app? You can just stream it to your no, Chromecast. It, uh, Xbox 360 is no longer on your supporting phone. it. You can stream it to your Chromecast. I thought you had the app on your phone. I don't know. My, dude, my phone is I'll help old. you set that up later. Just my remind me. My phone is ancient. It's, it, it takes me minutes to get my texts. It's yeah. just worn out. That, that I, was how phone, I was with my last. My phone That's why is I had so old. Verizon is how pleading. Is it? It's pleading with me to upgrade. It's sold. The phone itself is like, please put me yeah, out of my misery. Really. It's it's it, that's the old note. It's walking up to your note like, I remember when really. <laughs> you kids don't know how good you have it. You spoiled millennium sons of bitches. Old and busted. It's so old. New it's hotness. A, it's an it's an H phone. 
<laughs> so, but yeah. Anyway. So anyway, yeah. I watched a. Uh, I rewatched, as as you say, a classic. Mm-hmm. Uh, this Casablanca. Weekend. Um, he's w- still never seen Casablanca. I still never seen Casablanca. But I, I, but I own it on like three different four, actually four different formats because it's one of my favorite classics. Hold on. He said a classic. Top Gun. He's seen Top Gun more times than you can <laughs> shake a stick at. But he said a classic. Yeah. So Top Gun. Okay. The, anyway, the Wizard starring Fred Savage. <laughs> I actually saw that one a couple Anyways, months ago. <laughs> I apologize. Go on. Yeah, it's okay, Andy. The full Don't uncut film it. too, or or rather, but that <laughs> you saw the director's cut. No, I meant like of the wizard. Like you only ever see it anymore, like on on like network television or cable television with where cut. Where oh, gotcha. They cut pieces out to put commercials in. This was on like HBO Family or something yeah. one morning, and I was just like, really. No, I have to watch this now. It's not a good movie. No, it's a terrible it's, it's film. It's not a good movie. It I, is. When, when I, in high school, uh, the people I hung out with and occasionally dated, uh, <laughs> they they loved this movie. It's a movie. long story. <laughs> they loved this movie. Uh, uh, my friend uh, Jamie and, uh, oh, geez, they just went for it. Yeah, but knowing Jenny and Jamie just y- loved it. Your high school years... Something titled "The Wizard" would be a scandalous. Let's all it get was, in a dark room and watch it where the parents don't know, right? Yeah, but th- this is this is the <laughs> the Nintendo movie. That's why it was huge. Yeah, we were all huge in the Nintendo. Yeah. And I think this was like the debut of the Power Glove. Yes, oh, I love that thing. That thing de- was amazing. And the it debut so of bad, any footage so of Super Mario Three. Oh. It was a terrible peripheral, but everybody wanted it. It was bad. It was, but the, the, it was the movie, if you haven't seen it, it's about a split family. Fred Savage, his half-brother, is living with the, the new family, but he has some developmental issues. Yes. So they institutionalize him because mm-hmm. he keeps running away, wanting to go to California. Yep. As he says over and over in the movie, California. Yep. Over and over again. And so Fred Savage breaks him out of the institution and says he's going to take him to California. And they start, well, they hide in the hostess truck and then they start walking. And then it becomes The Hustler. Yep. Except with video games because this kid is a savant with video games. He's the Uh, rain man of Nintendo. mm -hmm. And so we're going to enter him into the big, super awesome Nintendo world championships that's happening in L.A. anyway. We're going to California. And they hook up with the trucker's daughter. Yes. Which, which what is this movie? <laughs> who, who ironically sh- only had like two other acting roles after that and then became a like a singer songwriter. Yes. And she's she's known for her yes. her her vocal work now. And that's it. Yeah, uh, in fact, uh, oh shoot, what's the name of the band? I it's oh, off, uh, off the name. Hang on, I'll up, tell you in a up, second. Up, up. Oh jeez. It's it's a well known alt band. You 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 might know this singer. Uh, uh, Jenny Lewis is the is the uh, the name of the actress. Um, Rilo Kelly, the Postal Service, the Watson Twins. Right. Hold on. <laughs> There's she's attached to so many groups. But I'm it's, like, it's, it's, I think it's Rilo Kiley. I think that's yeah the one. yeah Rilo Kiley is the, I think the one that I think that's the band. yeah the the indie rock band that's that's most well known. Yep. So they end up going hitchhiking across the country paying their way through hustling people in video games, which yep. they occasionally get beat up for and robbed 
mm-hmm. while at the same time this evil child hunter has been yeah. hired to bring him back. <laughs> this child, child bounty. Is he, he's, for lack of a better word, he's a child bounty hunter. They hire. He's supposed to be a quote private investigator that they hire to recover. Is the mother right that hires him to recover the son? The the it is the. F- father of the remarried mother the husband of the remarried mother who is the bad guy corporate guy okay he's who hires, hires guys the bad guy so it's the mother's family remarried okay yeah that's right, right. I, that's why I, that's why i got it it sounds like where, a stepfather whereas thing. original dad and brother <laughs> played by bo bridges in um, christian slater yes are also hunting them down to bring them back. And, of course, they go to the thing and win, and everyone's happy they win $50,000. I, lo- I love the Christian Slater-Bo Bridges interactions because there's this awkwardly shoehorned-in sessions of them playing Nintendo in hotel, and not even re- hotel, motel rooms, like Roach Motel. And, and there's one where Bo Bridges is playing a video game and finally, Teenage quote... Mu- Teenage under- Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah, finally, quote, understanding why these kids love these things and it's christian slaters that tries to drag him out and he's like dad we gotta go and he's like oh, okay hold on and he's got the controller in his hand suffering from one more turn itis and then they finally disconnect and take the nintendo with it but i'm it like it's a nintendo commercial through and through it, it really is because if you're in a race to try to find your kid would you think oh let me pack up both my nintendo and all my nintendo cartridges uh, that's not what happens his son fixes someone else's broken Nintendo and gets to oh, keep that's it. That's right. He does fix that. Yeah. Yep. And then they take it on the road. But then they also have all the cartridges to play too along the way. It's And it, it turns out California is not the state. California is that place in California where all those big dinosaurs are that you can walk into. Yeah. And that was the last place they were all together as a family because apparently there is a dead twin sister that no one knows about until like three quarters of the way through the movie. <laughs> what Which the is f- why the kid is, yeah, the kid was is this directed like, by Mick G. <laughs> that's apparently why the kid is oh like terrorized. God. He's institutionalized because he has. He watched his sister drown. Yeah. In about a foot of water because he was too afraid to go into it. Yeah. Oh. oh uh, <laughs> Happy the, kids movie, Matt. The whole big uh, inv- event that they get to is at Universal Studios. So at one point, the kids are being chased through the Universal back lot, through the original King Kong with the big animatronic. Uh, it's that part's it's, actually pretty cool. It is. It's it's a lot of fun because you're like looking at it. I was like, oh, I remember that. Or I've seen that on TV. And yeah. wow, it was three quarters funded by Nintendo and a quarter yeah. funded by Universal. By Universal. <laughs> yeah. Good lord. You know, it's funny when you said they start hustling. I got this image of midnight console cowboy, and that would have been that would have been <laughs> no, something. The, the, the uh, what I can't. The, what is her character's name? Uh, Doesn't matter. The singers. She, she she goes up to people and says, "I bet he can beat you at blah 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 blah." And then they're like, "There's no way that little kid to do it." And then they start playing. The Nintendo game, which well, uh, is just the more, like he said, it's more of the Nintendo commercial yeah, within but, the movie. But the kid, the kid, of course, the kid beats him because he's yeah. he's got the twitch. He's the savant. Yeah, he's got the twitch. He's You're got right. The he's twitch. got the twitch. <laughs> <laughs> I'll date you on that one. Twitch. <laughs> Anything else, gentlemen? But anyway, uh, speaking of the Nintendo, did any of you own the Power Glove? No, I never oh. had the Nintendo when I was a kid. I, I had one. You I had, had one. one. Yeah. I could go through time, Jeff, with this power glove. Really? Oh, it, it was amazing. It looked amazing. Yeah, it, it looked that, amazing. That's all. That's all. Yeah. It looked cool when you put it on. 
didn't control shit. It was nope. hard to use yep. everything. That's that's it, what I heard. And in the movie, I mean, they make a big play of it. The the wealthy kid who knows how to play every video game is the best in his town goes on to fight them in the end battle, of course. When he puts that power glove on, man, it is all show. He, he just it, the They bring power it out in the case. They open the case up. The case is glowing, a la freaking uh, Pulp Fiction. Uh. There is a keyboard, of course, yes. on the power glove yep. that's on the forearm. Mm-hmm. And But when he touches the buttons, it plays the close accounts of the third yep. kind theme yep. for each <laughs> tone that he's hitting. And then he plays Rad Racer. Or not Rad Racer, what's the... Oh, uh, Outrun. Out. It's not it Outrun not either, Outrun? But, it's, but it was one that was big on Nintendo at the time. A racing game. And he's controlling it as if he is turning the, the wheel. Yeah, virtual steel. Yeah, yeah. okay. Which, which is it, what they were it, billing in the commercials that it would do, but yeah, apparently it did not do, that. Didn't no, do anything didn't do that. closely it, like it, that. It did not do that. So the movie itself is false goddamn advertising. Yeah. In fact, a uh, little bit of trivia. The first time I ever saw... A Nintendo Power Glove in person was when we went to that uh, the the video game museum at the uh, Classic Gaming Convention. That oh, one really? Year. That was the first that was time, the first huh? time I had ever seen one in person. Wow! Because nobody I knew growing up had one. Uh, even even my buddy down the street, like who was an only <laughs> child, and his parents like got him like all the Nintendo stuff. That was like the one thing he never had. I mean, he they had my the robot. Claim to fame, Kay. I owned a power glove. <laughs> he, he had the little robot. You remember the Nintendo robot that like, you could quote unquote control with the yes. video game. He picked up the little. Well, that like, came in the top. original oh, Nintendo God. bundle. If yeah. you got the Nintendo when it came yeah. out, you got Robin the did. robot. Yeah, which they made two games for it, and both of them are more fun without the robot. Uh, I never got to play it. The, I saw the robot, the robot. The robot could spin tops. That's all it could do. It could lift the top onto the thing that spun the top. Okay. Then lift it off and put it on the button where the top would spin and keep that button pressed until the top fell over. And it wow. used that as a timing mechanism in these games. Damn. Because I remember asking him, like, he had it sitting on his shelf, and I'm like, oh, that's the, the Nintendo robot. How does it work? He goes, it doesn't. And then he just went. <laughs> <laughs> and then I think we ended up playing, like, Journey Escape on Atari instead, oh. which I thought as was well funny. As well you should. That's something. And nowadays, robots, they blow you. Right? How far we've come. Yeah. Tops. Hey-oh. That Top. was a good one, Todd. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you yeah. very much. You, you uh, know, it's, you're describing this movie, and it's funny because I'm just thinking it's a, it's a video game version of Over the Top with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Sly Stallone. Sly Stallone. Schwarzenegger. Wow. Sly Stallone. Yeah. You know, and was, uh, you could just see him, you know. It's like in the final the final round of the final game, and he turns his hat backwards. And, and, he's, and, and the music yeah. in this, it's there's no Kenny Loggins in, in this one. Oh. Damn it. Although it does have that uh, uh, Send Me an Angel. As, as as they're riding with some Hell's Angels. Are you serious? Yes, I'm serious. Oh my! There's Hell's Angels in there. <laughs> it's got everything. Whoa! Biker movie. Yeah. yeah. Watch the Wizard. It'll blow your mind. But it don't don't expect much. <laughs> <laughs> don't expect coherency. Just watch wow. it for the craziness. That is plus just craziness. amazing. I'll watch it for Semi and Angel. That's a good song. It's a pretty good song. Uh, a quick uh, monkey splats. First off, I want to throw a monkey splat out to Doc Scoop uh, for sending uh, ICS a triple set threat in my name. Appreciated. Aww, that was enjoyable yeah. to listen to. Thank you. Uh, 
Yeah, and apparently ICS on on that episode. Yes, they uh, they wanted to get together and do a crossover episode. Yeah, we. They've we, invited us to their studio to, to the uh, churn. Yeah. We go to the churn. Yeah. Oh, because Lord knows they don't want to experience our studio experience ever again. <laughs> well, well, well it, it would be here though. Yeah. Then, then we could have uh, Matt and Jacob giving Kit dirty looks <laughs> with the uh, the other Matt. <laughs> we should actually do that. Well, Andy's out of town. Yeah, you know what? I agree. I agree. That's the best idea you've had tonight. I agree. And the other one, this was thrown up on the Facebook page by Jake, and I'm still trying to figure out exactly what this is about, but he's very excited, and I'm excited for him, because according to Jake, he I, I just quoting it from what he posted, monkeys... I just got word that Mini C, that's his stuffed Cthulhu, oh, yeah. that he he goes to the cons with to have pictures taken, and yours truly are going to be the focus of the ad campaign for Scarefest, my favorite con, for 2020. My Ugly Mug is going to be on shirts, billboards, and flyers to promote it, plus <laughs> oh, Jesus the art is going to be done by Joel Robinson, who does Blu-ray covers for Scream Factory. That's the part that blows my mind. <laughs> Because Scream Factory has the best goddamn cover art of any Blu-ray company how, on the planet. How the hell did this happen? I don't know. Jake, we need more information. Yeah, really. This is a great story. My God. So, My congratulations. Lord. Tell us more. Right? Yeah. All right. Let's, let's do some show, gentlemen. How about... Oh, let's, let's start... Instead, let's start with news you don't give a shit about. Wow. We, we're fine with it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> God, you realize the first time he's back, that uh, gonna groan be like, is going to yeah. be like 20 minutes long. I, I can He'll edit. I can edit. You he's can edit. Yeah, for, yeah, good for the audience. What about us? <laughs> I tell you what, I'll find my power glove and I'll slap <laughs> him. <laughs> have power at, slap. Have at me, sir. No, no. It's, it, to do the, like the air steering wheel, oh. do an air volume where you just turn a <laughs> dial and he just... Hey. Was it uh, the Fractured Butthole, the South Park game, where you you take the power glove and you do the, the pimp slap th- th- thing? Yeah. God, there you go. In, Love uh, that stupid game. In no shit Sherlock news, uh, Sony Pictures and Marvel Studios made the joint announcement that Tom Holland's third Spidey film will be co-produced with Kevin Feige and Disney, Feige. Feige. which owns Marvel Studios. Feige. They also revealed the movie would swing into theaters on July 16, uh-huh. 2021. Uh, lastly, My birthday. The, lastly, the new agreement allows for Peter Parker to appear in an undisclosed future Marvel Cinematic Universe project. And, of course, no details were revealed on what that might be. Night uh, Monkey. Spider-Man Far From Home brought in more than a billion dollars at the global box office, making it Sony's highest grossing film ever. The drama between Sony and Marvel Studios began in late August when it was reported that both parties were going their separate ways when a new deal over ticket sales couldn't be reached. So basically what happened was the top exec at Sony woke up to a bloody goofy head in his bed. Um, <laughs> I was reading in Hollywood Reporter, apparently like the heads of both studios like got involved. Both studio yeah. heads. They both basically said, okay, what, what, what's it going to take to work this out? Like I said at the time, it's just a bump in the road. They're yeah. going to come to an agreement because yeah. money. This but is not going to be an issue. This yeah. is go- was going to come. I, in fact, I expected this to be later. Probably. And, and there were like two big. Uh, there was a second announcement that like flew under the radar that seems like everybody missed. Apparently, uh, for their PlayStation View home service, Disney is adding a lot of stuff into Sony's PlayStation View service. 
like the networks they own, like ESPN, et cetera, they moved into long-term contracts for that. So it's, it's, it's more than just, uh, it was, I think it's 25% co-finance profit share deal. Um, Disney puts up 25% and then they're able to take 25% of the profits versus I think the five that they had before, if I'm right. Now, I wouldn't be surprised if this is the last Spider-Man movie that is a joint effort. There's there's a lot of detractors, I guess, if you want to say, or, or maybe realists that are saying YouTubers. This is, this is probably <laughs> this is probably the last contract that this that Sony will do, given the amount of money these movies are making. But there's a lot of people that are saying they might just do a new like two picture deal at a time. To kind of just keep the door open. Sure, sure, but they're they're sure. moving forward on their yeah, Spider Verse. Sure. Yeah, they, they show that they could move it with the uh, the the multiverse movie or Spider Verse. Well, movie. and then they're also say, there's there's some insiders that are saying that uh, Holland's gonna pop up in the Spider Verse too, so that they would he would basically be both an MCU Spider Man and a Spider Verse Spider Man. Yeah. Uh, so, that's 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 kind of what I see happening. Yeah, them moving them o- him over into this now cadre of villains that they are building up. Well, <clears throat> that that crossover fever is is some crazy shit. Like all the announcements for Crisis on Infinite Earths. Oh yeah, that that shit is totally off the hook. It's and insane. apparently, this new deal opened the door to possibly have Venom move into the MCU as well. Okay, I didn't read that, so that's interesting. that's. That's theorized, but, but that's again, that's insider quote unquote info, and not, nothing was officially announced. Yeah, Why I move Venom into the. Because, because it's Sony's most profitable movie that yeah. wasn't a conjoined yeah, effort. But I'm saying, yeah, but yeah. why move that into MCU? Not, not move per weird. se, but how it, uh, allow him to make an appearance. Mm, even so, there, that way, just, it's, it's a way I, to open the door for people who are MCU fans to see the Venom character. And for Sony to draw them into their own films, yeah, Morbius, yeah. So now there you go. It's it's just a a back channel way to I, get I, them over I, there. I was reading a bunch of Morbius and um, uh, Moon Knight and Werewolf by Night and all of that early '70s stuff, and it was pretty cool. Has anybody seen the Disney Plus commercials just really hitting the airwaves hard now? I haven't seen a single one. Uh, I've seen like four or five of them. I, well, actually, I was watching football Sunday morning, well, and there were four or five commercial breaks that had that in there. And, man, there's so much stuff going to be in that. I can't wait to see what they do yeah, on I'll November 12th. Goddamn getting it. I already yeah, have it. I, I pre-ordered it, so... Yeah, I can hardly wait till Andy get back so he can order it. Yeah. I'll be getting Shutter here pretty soon. Oh yeah, Creep Show. Do you want a blanket? <laughs> thank you, thank you very much. No, no problem. Uh, Creep Show has been getting an amazing response. Uh, Jake loves it. And uh, Shutter's only online. Wow. Right now? Oh, wow. Is it only online right now? Uh, Shutter is its own. No, I know that, that it's Shutter. It's only it's on, on, so, yeah, online. It's on, okay. So yeah, it's online. It's not on disc. What, what's your, what's, what, versus what? Some of those streaming services are also accessible through cable. That's why I wanted to ask if oh. it was if it was a cable, cable. channel as well as no, streaming no, service streaming or streaming time. only. Okay. Streaming only. Thank you. That's that was Jeez. my question. What is cable? So, okay. Cable. Uh, he's a superhero. Yeah, that's right. And yeah, like he's yeah. from the future. And like Josh Brolin. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, what was it? Uh, Strife's son, right? 
No, no, that's his twin brother. Sorry, that his clone. Strife. Yeah. So his my wife really wants clone. to see Creep yeah, Show. His clone. That's right. And I really want to see Strife. the Joe Bob's Brig Show they have on there. Ooh, is it original stuff? Uh, Joe I th- Bob's I th- back. I think it's his his style of this drive-in commentary kind of thing. I loved it. So mm-hmm. my so. parents loved it. We would actually, we actually like watched, we actually watched like Megaforce. Remember fucking yeah, Megaforce? Mega. I had the 2600 game. Oh, God. We watched that because of Briggs. And yeah. my parents and I, it's one of those rare occasions where all three of us are laughing at the same thing, and it's not one of us. <laughs> <laughs> no, you Holy don't get... shit. What? <laughs> what? I, 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 it's funny. I was just looking up Shudder, and I saw Nicolas Cage on the cover, and I'm like, so that's why he looked like that when I saw him the other day. Okay. Excuse me while I just casually drop that boop. Oh, oh, did I drop Nicolas Cage's name? Oh, did I not mention I mentioned I saw Mr. Cage just the other day? Nick? It's not the first time. Little Nick, as as he told me to call him. It's not the first time I've waited on him. He's actually. Oh, oh well, oh, he, Ooh, wait, yes. he waited on him. Oh, look at <laughs> I that! I have him in my little pink book. Yes. He's actually a very nice guy. He, he requests very well. me every time he's in town. But he looked very strange yeah. when I saw him. Well, he had this big, thick, bushy beard, and he looked kind of—I don't know, like like somebody that had been on the road for a while. Haggard. Like, well, he looks like Andy when he comes back from the. Um, <laughs> Looks like Andy when he goes back from, <laughs> from the, the carny. 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 <laughs> yeah, there you go. And I just saw the picture of him in this show that he's in. And I was like, oh, it all makes sense now. Wouldn't I, that now? Now Andy has to do that. We have to have a picture of Andy in the trailer and the bed behind him. <laughs> he's gonna come Nick back, Cage. clean shaven in a suit. Just no, a, he's no, not. He's not. no, he's not. No, he's not. Jeff. No, no, he's not. No, he'll 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 tell some story just to spite Jeff, but that's as far as he's gonna go. <laughs> If, if anything, he'll have bushier hair, a bushier beard, and... Uh, and a bush light in his hand. Probably. <laughs> now that you've said it, he probably will. You know, and his pants will be tight because he'll be bushy down there. And... <laughs> in, in fact, what he'll probably do, he's like, I have a few things to say. He'll put out, pull the bush light out, put it on the table, crack it, and then we'll all be like, Andy, nobody can see what you're doing right now. Am I wrong? Uh, I guess we'll I find out. Yeah. Because bush light. <laughs> they just don't give a shit about yeah yeah well that didn't last long Hulu's live action Ghost Rider has been put on hold probably oh, yeah. for good indefinite hold yeah uh, following creative differences between the streaming company and the show's creative team Stephen Lightfoot and Paul Zbyski were attached to executive produce <laughs> alongside Marvel Television President Jeff Loeb uh, Lightfoot was also reportedly going to serve as showrunner the S.H.I.E.L.D. version of Ghost Rider quickly became a fan favorite following his introduction to the small screen MCU. It looked to be one of the most viable spin-off options from that flagship series. It's unclear at this time whether it'll start uh, shopping this solo adventure around to a new home. Probably not. Uh, Luna was set to reprise the role of Robbie Reyes, uh, which he played on ABC's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Ghost Rider was one of two horror-centric Marvel projects that were announced for Hulu, now fully owned by Disney, in early May. The second is uh, Hellstrom, which is still arriving so far next year and is set to follow the two children of a powerful serial killer. 
even without Ghost Rider, Hulu is still plenty of Marvel material to work with, like uh, Runaways, which is going into his third season, uh, Marvel's Modoc, Marvel's Hitmonkey, uh, Marvel's Tiger and Dazzler show. Hitmonkey? Hitmonkey, yeah. Uh, Marvel's Howard the Duck and those last four all-animated series that will begin to premiere in 2020. The plan for them to cross over into one special entitled Marvel's Offenders. I can't wait to see if they can make Modoc not look ridiculous. Uh, what do you mean? They're cars- he's got to look ridiculous. Yeah, Modoc on. only looks good when he's ridiculous. They're not doing live action. Still, so animate it up. Make it Modoc. Little little hands, little feet, big face. Now I want us to do a live action Modoc. <laughs> you have Jeff be the head. Was it mechanized <laughs> organism designed only to kill? Yeah, we could have Andy. Well, Andy will do the legs and the arms. We'll figure out a way. I uh, when that season of Agents of Shield Shield premiered, and they were talking about having Ghost Rider on there, I was like, "Oh, please do it right, please do it right." And then that Robbie Reyes character came in. And Nick Cage and, was like, <laughs> and I was sitting there going, I was sitting there going, I would love to see this as a spinoff series right now. Like this could be its own series. Oh, because so you- the character was super sympathetic. Okay was really trying to figure out a way to to control the demon and, and realizing he can't, but with the help of the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., realized that you know, he actually can because even when the demon takes control, there's still a part of him left there. So they kind of become this, you know, symbiotic relationship versus <gasps> like just the, you know, the night and day, like the Jekyll and Hyde kind of thing. Oh. So I... I I just thought it was a fascinating look at the character. I mean, it's not that unusual other than the the character's origin and, you know, and the fact that he drives a car instead of a motorcycle. But, uh, and the effects were fantastic. Mm. When he turned into the demon, he looked damn good. I mean, Mm. better than any of the movie representations. Oh, wow. And this is on ABC television. I'm telling your boy Nick Cage. Well, you just yeah, said, really. He ain't gonna Go come ahead. in. He ain't gonna come in anymore. Next okay. time you serve him, he's gonna throw that shit back in your face. Yeah, he's got a fire piss all over you. All right. News <laughs> <laughs> you don't give a shit about. Yes. After years of forbidding customers to wear masks or face paint to screenings due to security concerns, one of America's largest theater chains has announced a ban on costumes altogether for the duration of Joker's theatrical run. Man, they're really going nuts about this movie, huh? Landmark Theaters, the largest independent theater chain in America, announced this week that it will expand its costume ban, which previously included toy weapons as well as facial coverings, to include all body costumes while Joker is playing in its theaters. Quote, I want customers to feel comfortable in their surroundings. Landmark President CEO Todd Mendor- Men- Mundorf told the Hollywood <laughs> Reporter. I think you now pick these stories just for ones that have difficult it's to not pronounce my, names. It's not my fault. His name is Mundorf. The decision comes amid increased public concerns about the dark themes present in Joker, which include a statement from the family members of the victims of a mass shooting at the movie theater in Aurora, Colorado in 2012 during the screening of The Dark Knight Rises. Statement raised concern that the film could inspire copycats amid ongoing mass shootings in America. 
The theater where the Aurora shooting took place has decided not to screen the film, and Warner Brothers Pictures released a statement in response to the family members that, in part, affirmed that, quote, neither the fictional character Joker nor the film is an endorsement of real-world violence of any kind, unquote. The FBI so by you stopping that screening, you essentially let the gunman win. Uh, the FBI is also not aware of any credible threats connected to the film. Further complicating these issues and the resulting debate over them is that Joker has only screened for audiences at film festivals in Venice and Toronto so far and won't reach the general public for a few more days. When it does finally arrive in theaters, it's expected to be a contender for the biggest October box office debut ever. And that level of buzz, plus the acclaim the film's already received, has led uh, director Phillips to ask fans to do their best to withhold judgment before seeing it. Quote, I would just argue that you might want to watch the movie. You might want to watch it with an open mind, he said. The movie makes statements about a lack of love, childhood trauma, lack of compassion in the world. I think people can handle that message. Joker is in theaters October 4th. I can't wait. You know, uh, my cousin lived in Aurora at that time and was actually supposed to be at that theater that night with friends. Scary. Uh, yeah. And he actually lost people that were there that he knew. Um, I would love to know his, I have to ask him if he's willing to talk about it to get his perspective on this, but he's pretty geek line minded like me. And I'm willing to bet without talking to him first that he would probably think that that's a silly way to, to honor the, you know the lives of the people that were lost because well, they, they, they didn't say honor they they're they're concerned well but they 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 they're saying that it would to show it at that theater would be like an affront to the the lives lost so that's why i'm saying mm -hmm. it's not honoring them by censoring this film and banning costumes well sure or or in this case you know not showing well, the film <clears throat> at that theater I at think all th i think those bands are are silly myself yeah they but, are but the, not showing at the theater that's it's a eh, you know i don't know about honoring anyone's memory as much as it's a painful memory for those who have survived sure. and i can totally see you know yeah we're not going to show it here i'm i'm it, you know that's the theaters sure if the theater was showing it and people were out front going you need to not show this then i'd be sort of like calm the fuck down and go home but yes. if the theater itself is like, eh, you know, I, I, eh, you know, I can I can totally understand. That. I mean, at the end of the day, it's a private company. They can sure show or not show whatever film they want. But at the same time, and, uh, and, and, and why and, yeah, this know, one? The the dude, the dude was the dude had a Joker fetish going yeah. on. It was a, he did, it was a dress of the Joker. Didn't look like the Joker. No, <clears throat> he did a he did orange hair, which okay. is kind of a mistake. But you know, but um, you know, I can. I, I think the the news tried to paint him as a yes a Joker influence thing, but I didn't yes. see a lot of air there. With no, that. there yeah. was there was no orange hair, huh? No direct correlation. Yeah, hmm. and I, I think a, there's a lot of people panicking. I don't want to say no, for no reason, but I think it's an exacerbated fear. Well, the, 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 the U.S. is in a, in a weird place right now with gun yeah, violence. It's, sure. It's, sure. Well, but, it, uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson took that load of shit when he pointed out that statistically yeah. the, the mass shooting is, is nowhere near 
a, a major a major killer of Americans. Sure. There there are tons of other forms of violence, much less, of course, health yeah, issues sure. that kill more Americans every year. And I, it's, I, it's I so random yeah. when they happen. I mean, they're they're planned by whoever does them, but the places at this point could be anywhere. Yeah. And and the other thing is that the whole um, Joker. They said the movie Joker makes a statement about childhood abuse and about. Um, uh, Lack of love. Lack of love. Compassion. It's it's also, I think, lack of communication, right? A lot of these guys are isolated, or when they say stuff, nobody pays attention or goes to the authorities. The three guys that they busted last month, like the guy in Florida, and then the two guys elsewhere, people read shit that they wrote on Facebook and instead of like these other guys who would put shit up on social media and it would totally pass by and then they would go shoot up a school and people were like, what the hell? They went to the cops and the cops intervened, found stored. That one fucking guy, 10,000 rounds of ammunition? Jesus fucking Christ. But the word was there and they stopped guys who were thinking of doing something because people... People stepped forward and said things. I think that's the major trick to dealing with these kind of mass shootings. Sure. Is people stepping forward and actually saying something and engaging with the authorities. Sure. But coming back to this movie, I, I'm seeing a lot of reactionary pieces, especially on the left, saying this movie is going to inspire the incels out there to yeah. commit violence. And here's the thing. I realize the term incel and whatever they want to call themselves is a new thing, but that whole idea of the disaffected loner who doesn't feel a part of anything has always been a part of the story of this country since I've been alive in it. Mm -hmm. And there's been a lot of movies like this that didn't inspire as such, so why yes. now? Would, would you be afraid of that? <sighs> Unless you're afraid of this boogeyman incel. Yeah, I I, I don't overreaction is what yeah. it is. I I personally I've never held to the inspiration thing. I tend I tend to look at it as that's uh, that is an excuse to actually uh, uh, ban something that they just don't want to see. They don't yeah. want a Joker movie, you know, like this out there. So. And, and I'm not saying that they're lying, but rather that it, it's sort of they don't like this movie and it's like, oh, you know, it'll morph into, it'll inspire right. others. Because, you know, <clears throat> by and large, the incels, one of their problems is they're fucking pussies. And, they're, you know, the ones that do take action kind of kind of break. Yeah. And, 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 and like I said... A lot of signs are there yes. that that can be that that it can be dealt with before it happens, if people communicate, if people are looking and communicating. Sure, and and I'm not for quashing art out of fear. This whole argument has been that out there for, about video games and music for ages. It's that right. it's the same. It's the left's idea of the same thing we saw from the right about how how. Music is going to bring you to Satanism. Yeah. How video games are going to expire you to violence. 
I've seen D&D. Yes. So, well, don't forget Tipper Gore was the one that led that whole, you know, sensory. Oh, yeah. 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 So, I mean, it's not Let, exclusive to one side or the other. It's exclusive to politicians trying to make excuses for real world problems and they're, they're, that are typically mentally health, mental health issues. But as a country, we don't seem to want to address mental health. Sure. And we want to ignore and just go, oh, that person's just weird, or oh, let uh, that guy's not like me, so let's let's isolate him and, or, and or it, her, or fits to the personal peccadillo, right? Yeah, uh, you don't see a lot of right wing people picking up on the Joker thing, yeah, because God forbid you come across as anti Second Amendment if you yep. talk about anything regarding, you know, the only time the the pro Second Amendment crowd will talk about weapons is when they're talking about black gang kids killing other black gang kids mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden they got tons of theories about you know how you get rid of the weapons sure. and all that shit let art be art let the movie speak for itself it will speak to you or it won't on an artistic level yep. and then you know react to it however you will but don't quash the art before it's even available to the general yeah. public. The art doesn't make people do things. No. Somebody that's broken is probably going to do what they do anyway. The art isn't going to Here, make them do it. Here's the Kirsten theory of suppression. When you have things like Goebbels' propaganda on radio and, and movies and you know Triumph of the Will and things like that, those things will stir people up because they're not challenged. When the Nazis suppress any dissent or challenging thought is when those messages get powerful. So suppression is what adds volume to the messages that are allowed to go through. But if you, if you are worried about something being violent and causing violence in of itself, so long as there is open discussion even from the opposite side, mm -hmm. I think that works to counter it. I do think when people talk about it, words have power. I do think movies uh, can be powerful, but the thing is, is that they're not in a vacuum. There is always counter argument. There is always a dissent. There is always some alternative argument out there. That one of the problems we experience with the internet is the volume that one particular side got in the last few years and social media is slowly balancing it out by by you know doing its own jobs although they're having a hard time figuring it out because they want to be fair and balanced right but if you if you maintain those alternative forms of discussion i'm sorry alternative uh, uh, uh viewpoints allow them their time to speak, I don't think we can actually, we, a, a Joker movie can actually have the power that people say. If the Joker movie was all that was out there, and I mean literally all, right? You go to your 10 screen theater and that's it. All Jokers. All across the fucking world, all across America, North America, I think. Then I would blame the Joker, <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> then you're. Then I think you you actually have cause because they are powerful motivators for thought and action. But everything, nothing exists in a vacuum. 
which is the chief reason why I'm opposed to suppression. Because when you start suppressing, you allow that vacuum to be created, and that's when you can get, right, like people talk about the bubble. You know, people's personal political bubbles, only on the right wing, only on the left wing and social media and stuff like that. So imagine if you do some kind of state-sponsored suppression thing where you only get one type of thing. And I really think that if there's there's alternative discussion, it is not going to have the impact that people will fear. Not because it isn't powerful, but because there are alternative discussions and arguments always being held and made that's my opinion mm-hmm. yeah. so i like it and we're gonna move on we're gonna go to weekend geek yeah. that even shut up jeff that was pretty impressed with me. i just didn't have anything else to add. <laughs> I mean, you pretty well covered a lot i think it. i shut yeah. that room down okay shut that room down <laughs> Kevin Feige is heading Feige. from... That's what I said. Kevin Feige is heading from the Marvel Cinematic Universe to Star Wars. Oh, yeah. Disney is looking to replicate the success it's had across two dozen MCU entries. Not much is known beyond this. Ryan Johnson, who helmed 2017's The Last Jedi, said last week that Disney and Lucasfilm were still figuring out their schedule, their game plan for future Star Wars movies, including his original trilogy. Uh, likewise, Game of Thrones creators David Beninoff and D.B. Weiss are still in talks to helm a Star Wars trilogy of their own, but details are equally vague on that front as well. Too much Star Wars. Too much Star Wars. And of Star course, J.J. Abrams will Shush. bring the Skywalker saga to a close with Rise of Skywalker this December. That's too much. Oh, really? Really? There's too, too much Marvel? Too different. Too much Marvel? There is too much Marvel. Oh, shut up. Get the fuck out too of here. Too much Did Marvel. You know, huh? Throw his no, no, ass out. No, listen. I'm talking about Star Wars, okay? That just there. There's two trilogies underway. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta you gotta plan for the future. I mean, dude, it's their business. You're model. talking to the guy who was really excited about a Star Wars one Star Wars movie every year. How many Marvel movies are there? And there's not per too year. much. There's there, there's not too much Marvel. Give me that glass container. I want to clunk you over the head. <laughs> oh my God. I'm, I'm okay with one every year or every yeah. couple of years. Yes. I mean, it's fine. It's And then they've got the, the Christmas the stuff is Star coming on Wars Disney+. Time. Yeah. You just release a Star Wars movie every Christmas, and Matt it, can not watch one every other year. <laughs> so this goes back to You know to they're going to do the whole, let's go back to the Skywalker fucking formula. Yada, yada, yada. This well, guy, no, we don't. This goes back to that classic notion that if you think that there's too much of something, don't watch it. Dude, dude, Ryan Johnson, Ryan Johnson is going to go back to the classic formula. <laughs> Ryan Johnson, he's, he's, he's put it out there. He's, he's, he's Mr. I'm going to do something different. And the, the louder the, uh, the man babies cry, the, the more different he's going to be. It's not going to go back to that. I don't know what... What else? I, and and actually, D and D, I think no. I think it's I think it's going to be fine. I think it's going to be cool. Yeah, I want more Star Wars movies. Yes, I me was too. pissed when they when they pulled everything back. Pissed, I, still, I tell you. I still want more Star Trek movies, but you know I have to. All right, settle okay, for a TV now, series. Don't just settle down, <laughs> Jeff. Don't get. Don't don't go crazy. I'm happy with more Star Wars movies, but I also want more the, the more Calvin Star Trek. timeline. Those those Star Wars. Sure. 
Kelvin timeline, prime timeline. I don't care. I want more Star Trek they're, movies. Yeah, they're pretty. Is Kel- Kelvin done? Is Kelvin done? Please say yeah. it is. I, I, it is. It I, is because with the remerger of Paramount and CBS, there's yeah. it, the the license is rejoined. So it's it's <gasps> however they want to do it. <gasps> oh my god! But the majority of it is that um, Ensign Mount Pike movies. Please, Jesus. That's, that could happen. Oh, my God. Because J.J. Abrams is now moving. Was it Apple that he signed that massive contract yeah. with? Yeah, it was, was Apple, it Apple, wasn't it? I thought it was Apple. Apple TV, wasn't it? No. Ah, that's one of the other ones. Yeah. No, it is At not. any rate, it was Apple, a quarter so of a jillion dollars. Signed and... with, yeah, yeah, signed with the, another studio. And so he's effectively done with all the Star Wars stuff. Oh, so but, Bad Robot yeah. won't be making any more. Oh, Star Trek maybe Ryan films Johnson or Star, Star Wars, Wars films. Movies. Star Trek movies. Oh, dude, wouldn't that be awesome? Anson Mount, Captain Pike movies. That'd be cool. Oh. I just it. Oh, oh, oh! Here's a geeky thing I did. Oh my! Oh wow, dude! <laughs> no, we're like really good into oh, the show no. here. I'm about to. Use, I'm about to use. He signed with Warner. Oh, Warner. Warner that's right, okay. Warner Brothers. All right. So, uh, so what geeky DC things you do movies. this week? <laughs> we're, we're Vernon and I, back, people. Vernon and I went to Francine and Jerry's for dinner okay. on Saturday, and Vernon was uh, apparently plied with enough alcohol that he was like, "Can you show me one of those Discovery episodes?" No, and uh, he was like, "I want to see what they did with Pike and the Enterprise." Can you? So we showed the last two episodes of season two. Mm-hmm. Now, um, are are we are we in forbidden spoiler territory? I don't think. Cause so. I, well, you I, haven't. You seen tell it. me, Todd. Uh, just because it's in a very limited okay service, I think we still are. All right, so I won't use full on names. Okay, but he would sit there, Captain Ike. And, 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 and he would he would sit there and he would just be like oh what the, what are they doing there you know what the hell's going and then he's like I, I like that character I you know like uh, the uh, the chief engineering tech woman yeah he was like I like her she's cool you know and he would he would do stuff like that and then there was one character it was hilarious and this is in a, this is in uh, one of the final episodes. And uh, he's like, I like that character. And I, this, it was so fucking hilarious because this is exactly how it happened. He's like looking at the screen and he goes, I like that character. And he turns to Jerry and I and he's like, please tell me, boom. The character gets destroyed in an explosion. <laughs> as, as Vernon goes, they use that character in the rest of the series. <laughs> and it was so hilarious. Jerry and I were laughing so hard, we hurt each other. Because it was literally that perfect. He's like, I like that character. Please tell me, blam. It was so fucking hysterical. And he's like, what? What? And, and it was like, oh. There was a brief moment. Vernon might have liked Discovery, but it was crushed <laughs> brutally and viciously by an errant explosion. Darn it. I, I literally thought you were going to say, and he actually liked it. I was like, oh. No, he, he, he resisted enough. He okay. resisted enough. Uh, but there were, there were a few things he's like, oh, I like that. And then, you know, I mean. I mean, as with most things, the majority of his arguments against 
Yeah. Don't hold up is like yes, I know. No, you need to watch it because that doesn't happen. Right. And, or or no, no, that's not in there. Yeah. No, no, that doesn't happen. Right. No. And he, and he would, I don't know where you're dude, hearing all this, Vernon. This is not how that series goes. Dude, he would sit there and they'd be on the Enterprise and they they'd plot a course and then he'd turn to Jerry and I and he'd be like, "Did you notice they uh they used the original series uh sound effects?" And then he'd, you know, and he'd, he'd have little moments of respect yeah, like that. Yeah. But then overall, he would just, when is he going to shave? <laughs> you know, he'd do stuff like that. Spock? Yeah, oh, yes. And it's just, uh, really? Really? It's, that it's in beard all the, is yeah. fucking killing you? It's in all you the know? advertisements. And there were so many yeah. fans that were like, Spock with a beard? Oh, but then they watched the show God. like, okay, he's cool. Yeah, and but but they, you know, and there would be little teeny tiny things. He would like... That was a reference to blah 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 blah, and, yes. and he'd be impressed by that. And then he'd turn right around and go, you know, the Klingon showed up. What the hell is that? Yeah, and it's like <laughs> it's oh, very, it, headache, <laughs> headache, headache. This so. season especially was very, very respectful of not just the original series, but all the Trek that had they, come before it. Yeah, he 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 would pick out. That's a reference from such and such a series and stuff like that. Little he, nods he, to the movies. He would pick that shit out. Yeah, little nods to the movies as well as the JJ verse movies. Yeah, without being overtly, you know, hinted yeah. at. And then the gay um, couple would show up, and he'd roll his eyes. Okay, you know? yeah. He wouldn't say things, but he'd roll his eyes. Yeah, well, and it's like, oh, know. for God's sakes! So it was actually a funny trip. You know, got enough alcohol in him. He did it, and it was it was actually kind of hilarious. But that moment was just. Please tell me they used that character in the remainder of the. It was and you guys like, nope, I don't think yeah. they do. Well, he missed it because he was talking to us, and then he looks at the screen and he's like, "What? What?" And Jerry's like, "Oh man, and, <laughs> that's, and, that's just like Jerry yeah, too." <laughs> yeah, and Vern is just like, "What? What?" Oh, and you, he visibly sank. Oh, it was so fucking hilarious. That's where you're like, he's like, "I'm sure she'll be okay." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny. It was very funny. So I just wanted to. That was the big thing. I've been waiting to tell you guys for two days. Wow. And because I, I literally after that happened, I'm like, oh, I'm going to love talking about this on the podcast. <laughs> oh, shit. And two hours in, you finally. <laughs> <laughs> At least it's not under news you don't give a shit about. No. Right. That's true. There's been talk that Marvel Studios may be in control of all Marvel television projects moving forward. While some shows are currently still under the umbrella of Jeff Loeb's Marvel television, those days may be numbered considering that he is not involved at all in many of the Marvel shows that are set in Disney+. Plus, uh, Variety, who spoke with multiple industry sources, quote-unquote, report that, quote, the perception throughout the entertainment business is that live-action productions will mostly, if not completely, move away from Marvel television, headed by veteran exec and producer Jeff Loeb, as Kevin Feige unit ramps up production near its own Marvel series projects. Feige. What? Feige. Yeah, that's what I said. Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. will soon have its final season, and we've seen the Netflix Marvel shows get cut down one by one. All that's left under Loeb's command right now are Runaways and Cloak and Dagger. There are no potential new shows on the horizon, and neither of those remaining shows directly connect to the MCU. The case is quite different with Kevin Feige's roster at Disney+, Plus, where all the shows are firmly set in the MCU base. Feige. Uh, what? Although previous shows under Loeb claimed that 
it's all connected, and that has been less and less the case as seasons have gone by. Well, they, but, but before there were so many, they were in danger of an overlobe. <laughs> you, <laughs> you, you. Wah, 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 wah. <laughs> Fige's roster shows, all directly I... under the banner of Marvel Studios, will definitely all be connected, and some shows spinning off into the films themselves. Uh, Cloak and Dagger ended a second season last April, and no word has been given regarding its future. And as I stated earlier, Runaways begins a third season in December on Hulu. <sighs> do we? As long as it's not Perlmutter running things. Do we? Do Jesus. we have? Hmm. Well, that I is wonder. kind of the Perlmutter side of things, the Jeff well, Loeb but, side. But Loeb has done more of the actual show running versus Loeb. Well, uh, yeah. Versus, versus Perlmutter. Yeah. I can't talk now. Uh, it's all right, Versus Todd. Perlmutter going in and going, oh, no, you got to do this and this. Perlmutter? Perlmutter was part of the reason that the first couple seasons of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was... Perlmutter sucks. Yeah. I, guys, he doesn't deserve to be part of anything. Well, he's a financier. He's not an entertainment guy. Guys, what? do we have any connections? Do, do any one of us know any of the, the, the Looney Tune YouTubers? Because I got a great rumor we got to drop on. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Now, what you what you said about you know Feige, yeah, right, and yeah, and he's he's coming into Star Wars. We got to spread a rumor that Captain Marvel is going to be showing up in a Star Wars movie. Yeah, that's the whole idea. <laughs> oh my God, it's cosmic now, dude. It, it, Marvel you know, is cosmic. Star Wars is cosmic. I think you're a little too late uh, on that. Guardians one, of a Galaxy Far, Far Away. Yes, yes. Yeah. Secret Star Wars. Oh my God, Secret Star yes. Wars. Hold on. Uh, I just jizzed in my pants. Dark Side Avengers. Yeah. Oh, man. It's all there. There you go. This there is, is great. There, this is going to be awesome. There is no fear itself. Yeah. Fear itself. That, <laughs> that thing. That, no, never mind. <laughs> hey, read the paper. <laughs> 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 that whole thing this weekend was just ridiculous. What? Sorry? What thing? What you guys are talking about? That was actually going on this weekend. Was it? Yes. Ah, fuck. I wanted to. I wanted us to do there something. Were, there were original. people trying to say now they're going to put Captain Marvel in Star Wars. Uh. I, I hope they do. And her power has been the force. <laughs> I thought that's all what along. you guys were yeah, joking about. I so see. you're not, you, you seriously don't know that's what's yeah, been going no, on. No, I was serious. Let's let's start that fucking rumor. Let's there, get those little shits upset. Those, oh, they're already upset. They're like, oh, don't put Feige over with Star Wars. He'll ruin that too. Or ruin that too. <laughs> Dude. Those stupid fucks. I know. <laughs> I want to hunt these guys down and just... And, yes. and mind you, it's probably the same assholes that are already hating Star Wars you in the modern era. Is. And they're like, oh, great, now he's going to put freaking women in the leading roles again. Yeah, exactly. It's like, it's yeah, that, that's, always had women that's, in it's gonna, fierce leading roles. But okay, sure, why not? You wait. Yeah. Somewhere in some Star Wars movie, in the background, way in the back, You'll see a scroll. Probably. There'll be a scroll as, as just some kind of Easter like, egg nod. Yeah, Easter eggs, you know, fuck you to the, the trolls. Well, you know. Well, that, no, that's how they'll take it. But it'll be just like, wouldn't it be fun to put a scroll back yeah, there? Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. the whole idea. And it would be fun, like putting R2-D2 and hieroglyphics in Indiana Jones. Yeah. It's the same thing. <clears throat> but they'll grab onto it. Oh, they've combined them. <laughs> okay. Oh, well. I was ninja by the very assholes I wanted to troll. 
Shit. <laughs> uh, speaking of Ninja, we lost Robert Garrison this week. Hmm. The actor who played Tommy in the Karate Kid franchise. Hmm. He died after dealing with kidney and liver issues. He was 59. Known for playing the member of the Cobra Kai who shouted, Get him a body bag! Yeah! In the climactic scene from Karate Kid. Garrison also appeared in Karate Kid 2 and in Karate Kid 3, but through archive footage. He recently reprised his role of Tommy for the YouTube series Cobra Kai in Season 2's Take a Right episode, which features Johnny and his Cobra Kai cohorts taking Tommy out of the hospital where he's being treated for cancer and onto the open road for one last camping trip. Garrison's first acting credit was for 1977's Starship Invasions. He also appeared in the films Brubaker, Prom Night, and Iron Eagle, as well as a number of TV shows including St. Elsewhere, MacGyver, Columbo, and The Munsters Today. We also lost uh, Michael Mendel, Emmy Award-winning producer of shows such as The Simpsons and Rick and Morty. He was 54. Uh, Mendel worked on Tracy Ullman's show, where The Simpsons began. He then moved with the animated family to their own and helped produce 207 episodes. During this time, wow. he received three Emmys. His most recent work was for Adult Swim's Rick and Morty, producing 22 ep- episodes and winning one Emmy. He started his career as a production assistant on the Tom Hanks film Big, His other producing credits include the animated series The PJs, The Oblongs, Drawn Together, and Napoleon Dynamite. Pretty good resume. Yeah, I was going to say, hell of an impressive resume. Makes you want to watch Big again. Big's a fun movie. It's been a while. Those those, uh, Tracy Ullman show Simpsons, they're so bizarre, but they're so delightful. Yes. I mean, they they don't hold a candle to the you know the animation style. Oh of yeah, modern it's Simpsons very is very rough, but I think they get away with a little bit more in those early. Well, that's what I heard. Yeah, yeah, it, those yeah. they do a lot more in there that they they haven't done in the prime time slot with the full on Simpsons episodes. But yeah, if you ever get a chance, look them up. They're if you've never seen them, has anybody they're, watched they're gold? Has anybody watched uh, Cobra Kai? Because I still the, haven't yet. It, season it, one. I've watched season is one. Is season one now f- yeah. uh, available? It's because free I know on that YouTube. two two is. I've seen two promoted, but I haven't seen one. And and, and now it I, was the opposite. Season one was available for free on YouTube, but yeah. season two was not yet. <clears throat> I was just curious because I I heard about a a bit about the flip that they did, where where Johnny is is almost more protagonist. Yeah. And yeah. and I was just like, okay, suddenly I'm interested. Just just not not like I hate Ma- Machio's uh, character or anything, but I'm just like, okay, I, that's intriguing. I do hate him in this. Oh yeah? Yeah, I don't like his character at okay. all. Okay. I uh, okay. But I mean, um right. Now every, do you hate him in that because you've already we, he's already been quote established as the as the villain from the movies or do you hate him just because that's the way that he's he's portrayed in this this series portrayed i guess okay but um well you you hate the character because of what the character does yeah okay yeah. that's that's yeah. what i was trying to get at. yeah well that's but, uh, yeah, that 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 i mean that their their interactions i know you haven't seen it it's a bit spoilery but um he always comes back with yeah with an illegal move yeah, with an illegal move. Like every time, oh, I beat Cobra Kai once. It really was. If you watch that, the whole plot falls apart. Mm-hmm. No kicks to the head disqualified. He wins by a kick to the head. Literally. <laughs> what? 
Oh, is that where you picked up that rant from? Well, now... You, from uh, Cobra Kai. Ah. So okay. you can watch episodes one, two, and three... Actually, sorry, one, two, three, and four of Cobra Kai season two for free on YouTube right now. It's not but one, it looks like five, the, and eight. Um, <laughs> it looks yeah, like all of, of season shit. one is now back to premium except for the uh, first see. two episodes. No. First two? So, yeah. First oh. two episodes of season one are available for free. Could they were started. all in there for free at a while, and I forgot to watch them. I had them in my queue. Yeah. Well, it's only recently that I... Excellent show. Somebody yeah. played a sound bite from the first episode of season two, and just listening to them, I'm like, ooh, this sounds, this sounds interesting. Yeah, so, it's good. All right. All right, well, one last story, and since we were talking Sony and Marvel, let's, let's go ahead and talk that. According to a new report from Collider, Sony is adding to its Spider-Verse concept with a solo movie centered around the character Carnage. Madam Web. Oh. <laughs> Carnage, man! God damn. I think they're doing Carnage I, in the second Venom movie. I don't, yeah, I think they're mm. supposed to... If they can't do them properly. But uh, as a side note, yeah. I don't know the character Madam Webb. <laughs> In addition, the outlet reports that the project is being written by Matt Sazama and Burt Sharpless, the scribes behind the studio's live-action Morbius film, starring Jared Leto in the title role. Created by Denny O'Neill and John Romita Jr. in the 1980s, Madam Webb made her comics debut in Amazing Spider-Man 210. Born as Cassandra Webb, the character suffered from blindness and neuron degeneration, but also discovered that she had psychic abilities. After learning that Peter Parker was Spider-Man, she helped the wall-crawling hero save the day by thwarting assassinations and saving kidnapped victims. When Spidey met her for the first time, she was hooked up to an elaborate, web-inspired life support system designed by her late husband. In Webb's own words, she'd die in a minute if she were to be disconnected from the machine. And then Andy tripped over the plug. <laughs> <laughs> While she must stay in the same place all the time, Madam Webb is a bit like Barbara Gordon's Oracle, who helps Batman fight crime even after she is paralyzed by the Joker. The character of Madam Webb has enjoyed a number of appearances across pop culture, such as the animated Spider-Man series on Fox Kids, as well as Spider-Man Shattered Dimensions video game, which was written by Dan Slott and developed by Beanox. Whether her own movie will be live action like Venom or animated into the Spider-Verse, it's all a part of Sony's plan to flesh out its budding cinematic universe. The studio has already said that it has the next 10 years of Spidey projects already mapped out. Spider-Man movie every year. <laughs> Too much Sony. I want There's Thanksgiving to be Spider-Man <laughs> holiday. Because don't, don't they only have 10 more years left before it goes into the public domain? Spider-Man? Spider-Man's not going to the public domain. Disney owns Marvel. That's not going to public domain. But that was that was what was in that article that Biggs and I were referencing, that if if it weren't for Disney's lobbying efforts, oh, okay. Spider-Man would be in the public domain in 2019. Oh, sure. But right. as it stands now, there's a still another 10 years, or is it 15? Samza and Burke are also known for penning genre skips for Power Rangers, Gods of Egypt, Dracula Untold, and The Last Witch Hunter. So, yay, there's a good combination. All right. Last Witch Hunter. Uh, Vin Diesel movie? Vin Diesel. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> What's your Vin Diesel? Write to us. Comments at UglyCouchShow.com. And until next week, I am Master Torgo. 80s Jeff. Commander K. Maple Leaf Matt. And we'll talk to you next week in Geek. 
That was a lot of Marvel and Sony going on oh, this week. Oh, boy. Yep. I just can hardly wait. And they both well, love Captain it. Marvel in Disney. I know. In and, the background. And, yeah. And Fantastic <laughs> Four, they show up on Jeddah, and they're just like, yeah, we're going to just save the Jedi. And, you know, then, uh, yeah. For sure, sure, Doctor yeah. Strange, he comes up and he's like, hey, I'm master of the mystic arts. And yeah, the Force is like a, a mystic art. So, and, and Yoda will be like, uh, you know. So Scooby-Doo shows up, too. <laughs> <laughs> Rut-row. <laughs>